Welcome to Last Two Pages, a podcast where two best friends who love to read just can't keep it to themselves. I'm Teresa. And I'm Megan. And on this episode, we will be talking about why we started this podcast and our journeys with reading. Wow. Welcome everyone. We're here. It has been a long time coming. Maybe not to any of you, but to us. (laughs) How many times do you think we've recorded this episode? This episode? The first episode? (laughs) Well, we scrapped everything. We... See, here's the thing. We want what we put out to be something good. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that means we've done this. We've done this first episode like six, seven times. This might be the seventh. Mm. Great. Not to mention the other episodes that we filmed that we already scrapped. Yeah. Yep. We spent several weekends trying to figure out how this was all going to work and it's feeling pretty good. I, I finally do feel like we're at a place. This could be crap, but you know, this is what it's going to be because that's what life's about. We never lose. We learn. Real. Exactly. That's, those are real words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of you might not know, but me and Teresa have been friends for a very, very long time. I well, think. okay. Megan did not like me. No. For how many years? I was a goody two-shoes and Teresa was not that at all. I was not not a goody two-shoes. Wait, what? <laughs> I, we met at our church's youth group. We met before that. Did we? Yeah. Oh, when we were both homeschooled. No, before that. Kindergarten? I knew you from kindergarten. <laughs> Maybe you didn't know me, but. I was in my own lane. I got pulled out of kindergarten. Um. Then I was homeschooled for the next few years because apparently I had issues with authority uh, or something like <laughs> something that. like I just I'm just not sure. No. Um, so, yeah, I met Teresa at vacation Bible school. What? There's pictures of us at vacation Bible school together. <gasps> oh, um, my gosh. And I remember her as yeah. the girl who acted as a boy. I like I don't know how else to put it, but it was very was- much like we're getting rowdy with the boys not like i wasn't I was but you were boy. on another level like it gave i have three brothers and that's i was what afraid it was. you'd bite me like that's the level of i probably would have i that's what I, I know i have bit you'd you like before. run on your hands and knees or hands and feet you know like like a horse <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't remember that we've met Trace. maybe I, I, i've up. known Trace for a really long time so it's wait so how long would you say now. that is like I would say years, 19 years. I met you when I was six. So probably I was 18 five. years. Whoa. I guess I don't remember a time without you. Yeah. Wow. We've gone on little breaks in our friendship, but this I feel is true, like, but we didn't become friends until high school. I know. Yeah. We, so we, we were like within each other's circles yeah. until high school. I'd say we went to separate middle schools. We saw each other at our church youth group. Mm-hmm. and went on a various trips and camps together i'd say we had fun together but yeah. it wasn't like a we weren't like we wouldn't gravitate towards each other immediately we had different friend groups yeah you were in your homeschool girl era and i was in that's so toxic you say that to that's me. the truth you I can't know. even deny it. i so how, what's what did you wear to school freshman year when you'd been homeschooled okay for no 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 yes, if we're yes, gonna yes. do that you, yes we need to talk about your wardrobe in high school <laughs> we okay. can talk about both of them so hey i don't think yours was <laughs> my first day of high school i decided i'd show up stunting on these hoes <laughs> <laughs> um i wore a pair of penny loafers that were 
black and flat to the ground like my feet like between this leather and rubber sole like my foot was flat on the ground um if you know me that is not the style of shoe i wear nowadays um and then you i wore dress pants like full-on corporate mommy dress pants and you're what 14? um and i wore a bright red like church camp t-shirt on top with straightened hair but my hair was wet that morning obviously because i'm showered so or i showered in the morning pre-glasses so. megan too pre-glasses megan bad look bad look all around and so my hair was crimpy in the back because it, i straightened it when it was wet why would i do that um so that was you my like first steam. look in high school so i had a lot of friends obviously but the thing about our high school is that on one like what's the word everyone basically came to our one high school but we had several different middle schools i think there were like you could come from five different middle schools if you didn't move here so everyone assumed that people came from a separate middle school you know so it wasn't like i was the new kid because i wasn't homeschooled anymore it was like some other bitch oh this person must have gone to the other school where teresa um, I remember your wardrobe very specifically. Do you want to I share that too. with the class? It was, so this church camp we went to, my dad runs it. So we have all the merch <laughs> and our whole household is just overflowing with it. And so every day it would be a variation of the sweatpants from this camp, a church t-shirt of some kind. I was known I was, like, identified as the girl with big boobs in the church shirt. <laughs> like, someone was like, I don't want to be rude, but this girl, <laughs> every, they knew who I was. And my hair was up every day. And, oh, the shoes? Crocs. I was going to say the Crocs. <laughs> that stays true to this day. I still, We're still a Croc family. And I am proud of that. It was the, like, three-year-old fuzzy socks that were, like, slightly crimped from the dryer with with the Crocs. <laughs> like, that was... And you'd tuck your sweatpants into those oh, socks. Oh, and then my halflingers in the winter, and no one knew what those were, what how to that? handle... They're my... Like, I call them my winter burks because they're cork-bottomed, and they're, like, wool on top. Oh, I do know what you're talking about now. Or those mm-hmm. all winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just... So, yeah, we first knew each other. I'd say, like, we identified each other in high school. As like a church friend. Yeah. Where we were like, okay, this could be a friendship of some sort. Right. I would say that we like ended up becoming a part of the same circle. How would you describe that? When? What? As like we are into high school now. Oh, okay. Um, I would say freshman year. Yeah. We still chatted. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year when we got into theater, mm-hmm. if you, I've been told I still give off theater kid energy sometimes mm-hmm. and I part of me dies a little when I hear that but I get it. It's kind of hardwired into us. Yeah. Hardwired. And yeah, we joined the same friend group. Got real toxic. That friend group disbanded. High school does. <laughs> High, High school just gets toxic. Choir and theater were our kind of where we where we originated. Thin. Yeah. And then we had this little trio our senior year love her shout mm-hmm. out and then we were roommates our freshman year of college we were roommates um, oh my gosh, and then roommates. the next year we decided not to be roommates because i was studying abroad so we kind of like separated and then 
I only slightly studied abroad. We can talk about that later. <laughs> Shut up. Um, because it was the year of COVID. Mm. So um, that that ended up being fine. But then the year after that, we, then we had a falling again. out. Didn't talk for the oh, summer. Yeah. But we were supposed to live with each other the next year. And that's where we were like. The drama. We, we didn't know how it would be. And then that's where forced proximity comes into play for both of us. <laughs> because then we had to live together because we signed leases. And we just didn't talk about it until randomly one Tuesday we got it all out in the air and mm-hmm. it went. I remember it was a snowy, beautiful day. It was so sunny out. It was we were great. In the living room. It was great. Yeah. And so we got, we got through it and then we lived together that year and then I moved out. Um, it was just too big of a house for me. Yeah. You moved to apartment and I stayed in that house with a bunch of friends from my major. Mm-hmm. And here we are two years later. Oh. Still friends. Yeah. Closer than ever. I'd, I'd argue. This is true. Mm hmm. This is great. And in that, what was really fun is that whole year we were living together in our second house or second place. That's when Megan versus Red Akatar. <laughs> <laughs> so my reading journey began when I was younger, but I'd say, Same. I guess we'll just, I, I really just want to kind of go into like, how books brought us together rather than our whole reading journey. I feel like that's something for another podcast. I mean, we both kind of just had like the middle school series Mm. in middle school. We read a bunch. Like I was into Harry Potter and random historical fictions Mm -hmm. and you were into 39 clues and the book thief. Oh, we kind of wait. (laughs) Yeah. We both had our books. Yeah. And that was great. It was really fun. I feel like there wasn't really anything that notice like nothing noteworthy i guess i was embarrassed to read in high school um Mm. because i felt like it was really like i was afraid to be myself (sighs) shocker in high school you mean the penny loafers weren't you no so (laughs) i had a lot i have quite a few arcs in high school had blue hair had not blue hair you arcs i i had quite a few like character arcs in high school and so i was embarrassed to be myself and so i kind of kept reading to myself but Mm. i had a copy of these broken stars that i kept in my backpack every day what really Mm -hmm. that's why that copy i have is so beat up (gasps) so that's like that's a book that's really close to my heart because of that like every day i had that book on me i did not know that Mm -hmm wow yeah so the whole spine is like full of tape and there's spills all over in my original oh. copy the the cover for the hard cover what is that called the, the hard shell no wait the the jacket the paper the yeah the jacket, jacket the yeah jacket is it a dust um, jacket dust jacket is missing no idea where that went so all right um yeah so that was really important to me but i i would say that my reading journey in terms of being openly bookish was through Akatar. Mm. Um, I read yeah. that series. Uh, I got silver flames because I thought that was going to be the, the everyone was talking about it. You know, it's 2021. What am I going to do? Oh, I'll read that orange book that everyone's talking about. Turns out not the first book in the series. What? <laughs> so I read like maybe three chapters and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So I started researching as you do. And I'm like, oh, this is the fifth book of a really long series. Great. Good start. Um, so then I bought every book and read each one every day. And I waited by the mailbox because they all kind of came in order. So I read the first one, ordered the second one, three chapters in. 
then I waited by the front door for the mail carrier to bring the second book yeah. and then ordered. The, it, it was like a cycle. I was like, I'll reward myself with buying a new book. Why That's did it. I do that? I could have just gone to Barnes and Noble but, and bought them all. That but was your era of not leaving the house, though. <laughs> like, if I you did didn't not. Have I was to, so afraid of leaving not. the house. <laughs> yeah, I was really scared. It was sad of me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I read Akatar and then I started reading a bunch of books. I kind of went ballistic and mm-hmm. just as you do exploded and like i didn't create a book at that time that was it, it was in the spring did you so. join that book club before that no good point so i joined the valkyrie book club from i think i saw it on instagram or it was something like that and i was like oh my god i have to join mm-hmm. um so matea the mirror ball um like created this group and we all started talking about from blood and ash that was the second series that i had read that was a huge series um and so i think that was around the same time i swear they all kind of happened at the same time around that fall Mm -hmm. when i gave you akatar so i loaned you all the books she did and i because i read a lot in middle school but through high school it was kind of and then i just was too anxious to even like do anything besides school and work (laughs) and then my junior year of was that junior year or was that Mm -hmm. senior year no that was senior year my senior year of college oh yep you're right you're absolutely right Uh uh-huh she said you should oh she gave me a quarter Misted Fury for my birthday? Oh, that was the next year. Sorry. No. no she lent me her beloved Akatar because I don't even know why you lent it to me. Were you just like, I need someone else near I me to read I think I was genuinely like, if you don't read this, like, my life's over. I need someone in person to talk to about this. <laughs> and then I... And everyone was talking about it, too. So yeah. I was like, you would really like this. I know you're, a, like, a huge fantasy fan. Teresa's a big Lord of the Rings fan. Mm, so I'm a big I was, movie like, gal. I was like, you'd really like this. And I devoured it. I read it so quick. I took Silver Flames with me. I took her copy of Silver Flames with me on our family vacation to Hawaii. And it got a little water damage. I bought it from her. It's fine. I got her new one. Wait, wow. But I'm like, uh, let it be known. I have lent you books after you water damaged my copy of Silver Flames. And so I trust you. They have all been in one piece. And honestly, Silver Flames wasn't that damaged. It was just like... It wasn't. It was not just damage to you. Think of my bookshelf. You put a dust jacket on it and call it a day. It was literally fine. It was okay. just okay. whatever. Okay. <laughs> it, my God. You have a new one. You're fine. I, I do. <laughs> and I have it on my bookshelf. And I just it's think like about a special bonding moment for mm-hmm. us. Reading it on the beach on Oahu. Like, come on. Nessa and Cassian. And, and being. I started it on the flight over there. And mm. I finished it a few days in. And then I just reread it immediately after <laughs> and i was like big fan this is where it ends of nessian yeah and then after that i only read like three books till graduation and then right when i graduated i dug in mm-hmm. and all i did was read and i think i read like 60 books by the end of that year and she surpassed me in every way like in terms of reading until recently i can just binge it's it's actually terrifying when you binge books like she read you read Throne of Glass in how long? Well, I had to besides the days I was waiting for a book to come in. I think in total it was like 16 days. How but, many pages do you think are in that series in total? I know it's more than the Bible. 
I would I would assume that Brittany Broski found that out, <laughs> and I think it's like a few a hundred at least. Uh, Considering the last book is nine hundred pages, I was alone at my cabin though while I read Throne of Glass, and because I read it that summer after I read Akatar, and Throne of Glass immediately became my favorite after that it came to me in a time in my life where i like needed something like mm-hmm. that i was oh, mm-hmm. mentally in a, a garbage fire mm-hmm. and then miss selena sardathian came through helped me out as she should i was just at my cabin i would go to bed i would wake up read for a few hours maybe consume breakfast read for a few more hours Healthy. have a snack read for a few more hours maybe say hi to my grandma Come back, read until like 2 a.m. And then start the cycle. Oh, remember, so I got through Throne of Glass so fast. I think mm-hmm. it was, I got through the tandem in a day and a half. That's actually insane. I did not know you got through that in a day and a That one took me months. Because <laughs> I, I, I was still in school because of the whole like fiasco with me studying abroad. Fiasco. So I was still in school. Was it fiasco? fiasco? You said fiasco. Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> with studying abroad i had to continue with school a little longer than i had thought and so i mm. uh, uh, you have to carry those two books everywhere and i think like together they're like 1600 pages so yeah. carrying that in my <laughs> tote bag was not it was your whole um what's the word personality yeah for yeah. that time which makes sense because yeah. Doing the tandem read, you're like, whoa. And I'll it was always great. suggest the Those tandem. books are fantastic. I think through that, we kind of came to this point. We created our bookstagrams throughout that. And I I have a bookstagram called The Blonde Registry. She had it way before me, but she, she had it a year longer than me. But she was like, you need to do this. Yeah. And I said, okay, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. And then when I did it, it was really nice because it was after i graduated college and i got an art minor and so it was a new way for me to have an art outlet because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite parts about bookstagram is like doing the layout adding my little trinkets everyone has a different way of like presenting their bookstagram to the world and i think yeah. it's really cool so mm-hmm. you and i both have very different aesthetics yeah but at, at least in my eyes we have different aesthetics but we both have a different way of talking to our audiences. We have as the well. same brand, different flavors. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think is how I'd put yeah. it. That's totally fair. Like we're all under the Pepsi range, you know, like you're Mountain Dew and I'm not sponsored. Root beer. Wait, <laughs> not that's not <laughs> that's not a. Teresa Pepsi did not get a business major. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> People call mine the camp counselor degree, and honestly. You basically the youth here's a tree well we'll look at it <laughs> smell it taste it touch it oh okay what do you think about it oh. there was a, a class i had mm-hmm. where we were learning about the different types of uh wood in the forest and my teacher just handed out he said close your eyes and then gave everyone like a piece or chunk of wood and we had to just like feel it smell it bite it <laughs> If we wanted to, I did, obviously. I, I was going to say, you were um, the only one in your group who bit it. And then we figure out what it is from that. And I got cedar, so I knew that one. Because mm. it smells yummy and tastes just as good. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so Teresa eats wood. Good to know. Hey, 
me and those beavers, we get along. It's very your vibe. You're a, a beaver. beaver. You're a beaver girly. I would love. I once had a wonderful experience with a beaver. I drove up to a pond where that had a beaver house on it, and I just always sit there and look at the beaver house and hope that the beaver's swimming. Mm-hmm. And then I turn off my four wheeler and I just hear. A and I'm like, where is it? What's this noise? And then like five feet away from me is this beaver just having a little snack of a stick. And I just got to sit there and watch it for like 10 minutes. It was great. I like cried a little. It was so fun. Me and this beaver. I even like, it was so like, it was a wonderful moment. <laughs> I'd never been that close to it. just like a wild beaver mm-hmm. that's just like, and I like said something to it and it did not care at all. You have I've, a beautiful way of looking at the world. <laughs> hey, me and this beaver, it didn't care i was there and i love that i got to see it eat that little stick mm-hmm. and then it swam away and went whoosh. real real then i drove back um i think we created this podcast through our love of books yeah you know what i mean i i'm just i'm moving away from the beavers i'm sorry did you want to continue talking about the beavers i uh, know that that was actually complete thank you wonderful okay <laughs> So we created this podcast as a way for us to just talk to all of you. Maybe you guys want to hear about what we have to say about books. I don't know. I feel like we have some good opinions. And I think we just like to share our opinions or do silly things. People said they they would like to hear a podcast from me and I. That was not something I ever expected to hear. Mm -mm. And so then I got started thinking and I was like, wait, this could be actually really fun. And then... In a week, I think I had like five people asking me if I was going to start a podcast. And I was like, whoa, what? Mm. And I was like, me and Megan should do that because that would be so fun. Mm -hmm. And so far, it's been fun. It's been a it's been a transition. We've been learning a lot and learning a lot about ourselves. Yeah. And how we work in in a a non cringy way. (laughs) Yeah. Just in a way that's like, oh, we have developmental like pieces of our lives that we could work towards to be better yeah and being in a somewhat business setting i guess you could say Mm. or more businessy just something that we've never had to work together for something like this Mm -hmm. and so that's been fun to do and i wouldn't want to do it with anyone else that's so sweet because i don't know we can say crap to each other and we don't take it personally no we're very comfortable with having different opinions. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And There's so. nothing she could say to me that you could say to me that would really shock me mm-hmm. anymore. We've gotten through that. I, We've known each other for, what did we say? 18 years. Weird. That's bizarre. So I don't think that there's anything that you could say. Probably only really like you for about Considering we're years. both, I mean, I'm almost 24 and that's like... That's so much of my life that I've known you. I've known you my whole life that yeah. I can remember. When we gained sentience back when we were seven. I was wondering that last night. I was like, when did I first ever sit there and go, I'm a person and other people are their own person. And when I sit here and think, that's my brain going. Z- z- <laughs> Do you have electroshock therapy happening in your brain all the time? There's electricity up there. There is. There is. And ever since I've been able to do that, I've known you. That's so sweet. Wow. Look at us. I know. I feel like I'm very blessed to have you in my life, Teresa. 
Aww. not in an ushy gushy kind of way but just like in know, an ushy gushy kind of way real okay well i just yeah i'm really thankful for you as my friend and i feel like this will be really fun same z's <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I the agree. The emotional one of us is <laughs> trying to. No, I'm so thinking. I'm better writing my emotions than I am mm, speaking them. A love letter. I expect it. Next episode, I'll be reading your love letter to me. <laughs> I could do that. No, don't do that. Can I, I like perfume it. the page too, like a dear John Kiss letter? It. Oh, I give a little. Yeah. Mm. Some pink paper. You should put a piece of your hair in it too, so I could like clone you or something. I'll give you a lock of a my hair. A swab of your cheek. A swab on my cheek. <laughs> you know how they do that at the doctor? Yeah, but like, what are you going to do with that? Secrets. Clone me? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, if we're in the Clone Wars, can you make all of the soldiers me then? Because you'll obviously be the one alive. I won't we be. We can't have all the soldiers have a dumpy. That, that would be <laughs> That's not what I got. <laughs> <laughs> What's a dumpy in the front? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> a frumpy? <laughs> Joyce is kind of crumpy. <laughs> What's a crumpet? <laughs> like a biscuit? Like teas and crumpets? What about that one girl that like sat on a crumpet? Wait, did she sit on a crumpet or did she eat a crumpet? You know, Little Miss Muffet? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, I think she sat on one. I don't remember. On a that crumpet? Answer. Yeah. Hmm. Bum, 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 bum. Do, 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 do. What are we reading right now? <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading right now? I Teresa? am reading 39 Clues. Mm. It, it kind of is just what I needed out of my big book slump. Mm-hmm. And even though it's taken me like a month to read, I'm finally to the sixth book of well what i know of is 10 but there's like other shoes but i don't know what those are about yet because i still don't even know how these 39 clues ends and it is honestly a really good series to read whenever it's really short they're high paced adventure mystery clues i love it Mm -hmm. and i think they'd be really good for middle school readers too which is who they're for Mm -hmm. and what's cool is that it's a whole bunch of authors and that is something we want to be better at is saying authors to books and further down in this podcast we want to be making sure we're saying that you're so eloquent sometimes i just love it <laughs> i know my brain um, i thought you were gonna we, say something. we already had talked um in between shooting this podcast about how we really want to talk about authors unuse their names you know um we don't write the books even though we feel like the characters are such an important and integral part of our daily lives and like Mm -hmm. how we live um but earlier in this podcast we had talked about akatar akatar is accorded thorns and roses by sarah j moss it's a series that she wrote quite a while ago but we wanted to make sure that we talked about her um authorship in those books Um, she also wrote throne of glass she did uh and crescent city she's written a bunch of other books as well um but for 39 clues the author who originally started that series is rick riordan who had also written the percy jackson series and a bunch of other stuff but the 39 clues was written by a few scholastic authors uh they kind of came together and wrote this really cool series and they had a pretty solid unified voice throughout Mm. the whole books 
or the whole series so far which is really cool to see how they were able to like connect them all and then with each individual author they do stand out mm-hmm. with how which character they deem as important or like how their internal monologue works and it's really fun and i'm glad i'm reading it what are awesome. you what are you reading right now i have been devouring the lunar chronicles by marissa meyer mm. i they go crazy they go stupid like i i'm audiobooking them all um i'm a huge audiobooker i've rented them all on libby mm. libby is a really cool app where it's basically like a library for audiobooks and ebooks as well it's Support really cool your local libraries go get a card yeah. you don't even need to use it just it's good for them and it's, it's free. good it's good for yeah everyone everyone needs more books and support local bookstores support all that kind of stuff so yes, ma'am um the lunar chronicles is like a fairy tale retelling so the first book follows cinderella that whole story the second book is little red riding hood fourth book is rapunzel fourth book is snow white and so um as you go through the series it's not how you'd imagine it to be it's a sci-fi dystopian where there's cyborgs and a pandemic, uh, a global pandemic. And uh, I know never experienced <laughs> so that before. So it doesn't follow the typical fairy tale like plot. Like she's not trapezing through the woods to her grandmother's no. house. No, but there is a part of the second book where she is trying to find her grandmother. Ooh, where you at grandma? I know it's like really cool. So like in Cinderella, there's all of these, main plot points of cinderella that happened in cinder but they're not clear you know like a little vague this isn't really a spoiler it's a big part of cinder's whole personality but she has some pieces of her body that are um cyborg so she has like a cyborg hand and a cyborg leg foot situation and so um it's her her stepmother and her stepsisters don't find her to be um they're mean to her because she's not human like you're not human so we're not going to treat you like you're human you're basically just another android that works around this house and it it hits a lot of interesting points there's a there's great diversity throughout the whole series there's great um disability like rep representation yeah it's really cool. cool it's a really great series so I'm on the fifth book, which is a prequel, basically like is all about the backstory of all the characters. So it mm. kind of goes in chronological order on how they all got to the point in the beginning of their books. Um, and then the sixth book, which is really cool, is about, uh, it's called Fairest. It's about the villain and how she got to where she is at the beginning of the first book. Oh. It's a really cool series. That's so, so cool. Read it. Marissa Meyer is an incredible author. I love love her writing style each character is so specific like their voice you can hear it you can feel it it's really cool see i'm not usually for a fairy tale retelling no like throne of glass is technically it started as a cinderella retelling Mm -hmm. but not not at all yeah no (laughs) uh so does it have like the same i don't know happy endings like no okay i mean like I wouldn't say in the maybe at the very end there is, but more often than not, there's always some crisis happening between everyone. And so the in the first two books, it has Cinder and basically the Prince Charming 
like person kai um and then in the second book they are also a part of that book so you'll get their point of view point of views as well as the next two characters so the story starts with cinderella air quotes yeah and prince charming and then it just continues through the other books but it adds on characters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like the main characters of the second book are scarlet and wolf um but you Mm -hmm. also get point of views from cinder and kai as you go on oh it's really cool really cool love multiple point of views yeah it's really cool always Mm -hmm. and forever yeah let us know what you like and what you think and what you want to see from us because as much as we will just do things it would be nice to have some more direction than what we think would be good (laughs) that's real my neurons only fire at like 35 they're working so hard i'm really proud of you (sighs) smooth brain energy over Mm, here that's okay it's all good um yeah we hope you really enjoyed this episode of last two pages and we'll see you on the next page